So hello, folks. Uh, Brian Davidson from Light Switch Media with uh, my partner in crime, Andrew Severe from My Home Umbrella. And we have a treat for y'all this week. Wow, I sounded, uh, I sounded Southern there, didn't I? Treat for y'all. Treat for y'all. You know what? I have my brother and sister in live in Atlanta, so that's my excuse. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we have a treat this week. Uh, we have a marketing expert uh, a networking expert who's joining us to talk about that. And that is Mia Tor from Authentic Networkers. So welcome, Mia. Hey, gentlemen. Thank you for letting me through the door, even though I don't have a beard. <laughs> that's, that's, the best, that's for sure. So uh, I guess if, <laughs> since you brought it up, we'll, we'll throw it out there. Beard or what's the female perspective on beards? You know, aesthetically, I really like beards, and but I am a delicate flower with sensitive skin. And so Andy, my husband, he grew he grew a honeymoon beard. It was kind of like a playoff beard, except he, he just grew it on honeymoon. And he, he would just kind of like come in for a kiss. And then my whole cheek, I swear, would just break out in hives. Oh. So I, I, I like them. I like to look at them from afar, but I, I don't snuggle them so much. So. I won't be snuggling you guys tonight on the podcast. Probably better for you that way anyways. <laughs> better for everybody. Yep. Exactly. All right. So uh, like I said, we, we've been using this podcast just to talk about our experiences with, with our businesses. And so we thought we'd bring in an expert and, and talk about, um, you know, some of the things that we've done. And Andrew made a note last week in our podcast about, how networking has probably been the number one thing that's helped him grow his business, in particular with our with our BNI chapter. And uh, Mia, you and, and your husband Andy have this amazing networking group called Authentic Networkers, and just wanted to bring your perspective in and on on you know some of the things to do and not to do with uh, when it comes to uh, networking. So I guess we'll start with, with, with asking what are, what, what do you feel are the keys to effective networking? The keys to effective networking. Uh, w- would you like to start from the opposite and talk about the keys to ineffective networking? Sure. Absolutely. That, that might be a good place to start. I I've watched a lot of people network. And of course, over, over this last year, we have grown one of the fastest growing networking groups, uh, certainly on our side of the city, if not the fastest growing so uh, I get to do a lot of people watching and uh, I have a short list of big mistakes that I see people do when they network. And <laughs> I think the first thing that I notice is that some people try to be everywhere and do everything. They try to go to every single networking event. They get a little bit of networking under their belt. They realize how positive it is for their business and then they become just serial networkers. They are everywhere and they're, they're meeting too many people and they're not able to follow up with all those people. So, yeah. you know, I think picking picking a couple of networks to go deep in is better than trying to hit up every single networking event on the circuit. Gotcha. I would say that I am I am only about a year into doing any serious networking for my business. And I would say I am absolutely or I was absolutely guilty of that at the beginning. Yeah. I went, and I think <laughs> I went down the rabbit hole for sure. <laughs> I think you do need to do that at the start because you have to figure out which networking groups are a fit for you. Where are your ideal clients hanging out? Where are people hanging out who might serve as good referral partners for you? But after you've had, you know, a good uh, kind of a, a buffet of all the different types of networking events in your area, pick a couple of different styles of networking events. So one that's a casual contact network like authentic networkers and one that is uh, say a referral based network like BNI and 
pick a couple of different ones, stick there and grow your roots deep. And then you, you generally build better relationships out of those networking groups. So I'd say that's number one. Sounds good. Andrew, how often do you do you do a lot of networking outside of BNI? Like, are there a lot of events that you go to? I haven't really yet. I, 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 before I joined BNI, I had gone to a couple of BNI as a guest, uh, a couple of different locations. Um, and in a few of those scenarios, the, the main thing was the expense. Uh, I went to a Toronto chapter and the expense was much higher than we pay in Ajax. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I felt as though I was being sold the whole time. Like there was, I don't know if it was, it, it just was really much more than we experience or we see in our meetings, the president and the VP of that and, and the membership committee leader of that particular chapter that I went to a couple of times was very, very forward, very pushy. Um, I have gone to two others and I won't say their name, but <laughs> I've got to two others in uh, Durham and specifically in Ajax since I've joined the BNI was actually people that I was recommended to go to. And, um, and in one particular scenario, it was a 45 minute infomercial for that person's business gotcha. that I felt was just really a waste of my time, waste of my, my lunch basically. Mm-hmm. And, and in the other scenario, I really didn't feel that anybody that was there was there to network at all. They were just there to have a, a meal. And when I tried to bring up that we should really be talking to each other and, and trying to network, it wasn't really on the plate. So um, or wasn't on the on the menu, so to speak. But uh, no, pardon the pun. But so I, I found that B and I really is what I'm sticking to for the time being. I may, I, I have been meaning to try your uh, authentic networkers, but usually by the time I remember to do it, it's all booked up. So uh, <laughs> I'll keep trying. But no, so that, so that as it is so far, that's the only one that I've done, and it and it's been very successful. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna hazard a guess, me that what Andrew brought up is probably going to lead you to one of your other greatest mistakes. In- <laughs> it is, it is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll jump around here, but what Andrew is saying is another absolutely big mistake I see in networking and that's people talking more than they're listening. And you know, it goes, it goes hand in hand. I'll bring up two together. One is talking more than you listen. And the other one is blasting your sales pitch. And uh, Ivan Meisner, who's the founder of BNI, he calls it premature solicitation. Don't you love that? Uh, <laughs> so very appropriate for the men with beards. Um, oh, I'm not sure if that was a shot. Andrew. No, 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 not, not a shot at all. But uh, all you gentlemen and your, your networking, uh, you know, it's funny what, what Ivan Meisner shots. Men, men shots. Go, men, he says that men tend to go straight to the point. And women right. tend to meander around the point, right? And so you see that a lot at networking events. If you go to women's networking events, they're very different than networking mixers that have got men and women together. Uh, but in terms of those two issues, talking more than listening and blasting your sales pitch, a, a lot of people are there to sell and not very many people are there to buy. And mm-hmm. when you go to a networking event, really what you want to do is decide ahead of time, what are your goals? How many people are you hoping to meet? And have that number in your head. You don't need to meet every single person in the room. You need to come out of there with, let's say, five to 10 solid contacts. If you've had five great conversations, that is way better than collecting 50 business cards of people whose names you won't remember later. <laughs> no, that's, that makes good. That, that makes a lot of sense because I've gone to a few where I'm, I, I mean, I have a pile on my desk right now. Uh, from the last networking event uh, that I went to that was an authentic networker. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just 
there's, I think there's 20 of them I'm trying to follow up. <laughs> and, and you know what? I don't really even remember talking to most of the people that were there. Yeah. That was my major problem when I used to network before we had our own networking group is that I would go to these places and people would just frisbee their business cards out at me. And I just, I felt, I felt slimed, you know, I just felt like, oh, I, you know, all of these people are trying to sell me something, but I wasn't getting to that, that level of conversation where we were really interested in both helping each other out with our business. And so what we ended up starting was a networking group that was based on conversations where you're actually forced to have that genuine human conversation first. And you can do that your own in other networking environments, just how, you know, asking that person deeper level questions instead of jumping right into your business pitch. And you have that good conversation first. So you connect like human beings. And if you move that person from a stranger into a friend, then it's easier to do business with them. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. So what would you say would be uh, maybe your other top thing not to do? Oh, the top thing not to do actually comes after the networking event. And that's, that's dropping the ball on follow-up. <laughs> uh, you know, I think we go to a lot of networking events and I will tell you less than 10% of the people I meet ever follow up with me. 10% would be generous. I would say 5% of the people I actually meet at all these networking events ever reach back, send an email, say hi, reconnect. But sometimes I'll hear from them months later when they've got something to sell, then they'll kind of like reach of back. And they call all those business cards. But the, that follow-up, that first follow-up within 24 hours and then something else within a week, neither of which are selling. Just, just reconnecting, saying, yeah. hey, it was great to meet you, bringing up something that you talked about in your conversation and just, just building that relationship out that little bit do it, do it once the next day and once within a week makes a huge difference to your relationship building. Yeah. Hmm. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I think me and I, you and I have talked about this with myself. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm not, ter well, no, I'm terrible at the follow-up side of things uh, because I just get inundated with running the business as, as we all do. And it, and it drops and I look at it and then sometimes I'm really good at it. Like I've made some really good connections uh, with your group that, that I stay in regular contact with uh, and uh, which is fantastic. And then there's times where I just draw, I drop the ball. Yeah. And I've done it too, you know, and do you know, it's actually a practice I've put into place that is probably one of the easiest things that I've done is whenever I book a networking event now, like right when I'm booking it in my calendar, I also book a half hour block the next day for follow-up in awesome. my calendar. See, this, so is like, why we, this is why we brought you on. <laughs> yeah. So the moment you put it in your calendar, put another block, even a little one, even 15, 20 minutes, whatever you can spare the next day, but block that time for follow-up from the event. Because if you don't put it in there, it won't happen. Brilliant. How about you, Andrew? How, how are you with, with, uh, with follow-up on these, in these things? I'm not bad. Um, I tend to sort of target a few people uh, specifically that I feel I'm going to be able to do business with, which the only other one or uh, of, the, of the two that I went to where uh, where there was at least something happening, it wasn't just listening to somebody pitch her business. Um, I did follow up with with three people in particular that I, you know, I'd had a good conversation with during the lunch that we had. Um, and I did get a, a an eaves trough job out of it, so it was worthwhile doing that. But um, I think 
to a degree, I'm getting better now as I'm getting more involved with the BNI. I wasn't doing that as much when guests would come in um, when we first started the BNI. And so now I'm getting much better at that with a follow-up call, with a, an email. There's more of a purpose now because of what I've started to do now. So, um, yeah, that, <coughs> not great, but much better than I used to be. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Okay, so I guess we, we've talked about sort of the, the top things probably not to do. Don't be too salesy. Make sure you follow up. Don't just, you know, start pitching business cards out there and, and listen more than you talk. So what would be, maybe give some advice to new pe- people who are new to networking, people who, or people who are introverts like myself. Um, how do you get in there? How do you find comfort in doing what you're doing and uh, and make it make yourself an effective networker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, be- believe it or not, I'm an introvert. You wouldn't think it. But I, I can be situationally extroverted. But when I go into networking events, I, I come out drained. I just want to crawl under a blanket and sleep for a couple of days after these big networking events. So I, I understand what it feels like to go into a room and just have it packed with people who are having conversations and, and find it difficult to break in. Uh, there's a few things you can do. I'll maybe stick to, let's say, three, three or four things. One is to reach out in advance if you can and specifically reach out to the organizer and anyone you know who will either be speaking at the event or attending the event. If you can pre-network a little bit and just reach out to them, introduce yourself, tell them who you are, do a little bit of background research about them so you have something to talk about. It gives you at least one contact when you show up. And if you know the organizer, you can always say, hey, I'm interested in meeting this particular kind of person. And the organizer can help introduce you. So the pre-networking. Okay. Would you use something like a LinkedIn to sort of details and then maybe reach out that way prior to say, hey, looks like we're going to the same event type of thing? Absolutely. Use LinkedIn. If that person has a Facebook following, check them out on Facebook. Uh, whichever social media platform or even their website. You don't need to do a lot. You don't have to spend a ton of time, but just having a little bit of background helps you connect with them. And then it gives you, gives you a leg to stand on once you show up. So don't be creepy. (laughs) Don't be creepy. Uh, The second thing I would suggest is if at all possible, get there early. And one reason is that the room warms up slowly Right. So if you get there early, you have a chance to meet people before those conversation cliques have started, you know, before people are really deep into conversation right at the start. Everyone's just coming in. Everyone is more apt to to begin getting to know people. And you're all kind of on the same level. If you're late, you show up and everyone is deep into conversation. It feels more intimidating. It's definitely harder to break in. Gotcha. Yeah. So showing up early is a good one. And if you can't, because you can't always, the third thing I would suggest was something we actually talked about at BNI today, and that is just to look at the groups of people talking around the room. And this idea comes directly from Ivan Meisner, who is the godfather of modern networking. And he says, look for groups that are open, meaning if you have two people who are facing each other and their shoulders are square, they're, you know, they're, their shoulders are not kind of open to let a third person in it's much harder to enter that conversation. So look for a group of two or three or four people that are open, that are kind of standing with open body language where you can walk in and join that conversation. And if you're an introvert, if you join a bigger group, it's actually easier because you can slip in unnoticed and you can just 
kind of glide into the conversation and follow along before it's your turn to speak. So those would be my top three. That is, uh, those are good ones. And I, and I've made notes of those this morning. Cause again, for me, I, I struggle with that. Like BNI is fine because you know, the members so well, uh, and then and really it's a few, it's a few visitors that you're, you're openly networking with that you've not met before. And they're the ones who are a little bit of intimidated. So it's easy to be welcoming and try and be, you know, accommodating to them versus going into a group where it's, you don't know anybody and <clears throat> excuse me, it's just, um, yeah, there's just lots of people who maybe already know each other and yeah, it, it feels, it's definitely awkward and, and difficult for me. I'm yeah. guessing Andrew, that's not a huge issue for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why you would say that. Um, you know, no, it's not usually a, a problem. I tend to be a, a little bit, uh, obnoxious uh, maybe. Um, but no, I, I, no, I, I tend to like to talk to anybody. So I do find though, um, and I've found this even in our, in our BNI, that when you go to a group of people that are, you know, in a circle, I'm not just going to bust in on their conversation. Right. Um, so that, that's a, a very good point, Mia, to, uh, to open that circle and, and invite people to talk with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was something I definitely had not really pieced together or, or sort of consciously thought about, but totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And if, you know, the, the flip side of that is if you are talking to someone at a networking event and you notice that you're in a closed position, open it up, right? So just mm-hmm. both of you just take, take a step back with one foot and allow a space for a third person to join you. And that makes it easier for other people to come in. No. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, what's funny is, is after the fact you, you approached um, Bill, who's another member of our, of our BNI chapter. Uh, and I, this morning we were having a conversation and I had to sit and think about where we closed off. And actually, I don't think we were, I think we were, our body positioning was not closed off. We weren't facing each other when right. you came, I could be wrong, but I, I don't believe that I was, but it wasn't a conscious thing. Yes. It was an open, it was an open conversation. One of you had a hand on the chair and yeah. the other one was standing there and you were, you were both facing the same direction. That's what tells me it was an open conversation. There you go. Cool. Yeah. I'm just there. I did something right today and I didn't even mean there to. There you go. Fantastic. <laughs> well done. You get a gold star. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So, I, I mean, I, in the interest of time, I think we'll, we'll sort of wrap things up now because I, I think there's some really good tidbits of information in there. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, Mia, thanks really very much for, for joining us tonight. And uh, absolutely, yeah. Any, any, any last words of wisdom? Any last words of wisdom? Yeah. <laughs> Not to put you, you know, on or anything. No, you, you know what always helps? I, I always say, if you can bring a friend. Bring a friend to a networking event and make sure you're not just talking to that friend all night. But if you're someone who is less than comfortable, it's it's a second pair of eyes to help you scan that room and find people to talk to. It's a second person to to help you share your message. And it's a it's a person to to come back to and to be comfortable with. So if you can bring a friend and uh, otherwise, just just keep at it. Perfect. Awesome. Practice makes perfect. Yeah, for sure. 
Andrew, I think at our at our next BNI meeting, we're going to have to uh, sandwich Mia and and just give her a little face rub with her beards. <laughs> oh yes, that'll be lovely. And, uh, and and you know, police uh, police calls will be imminent afterwards. That'll be lovely. That'll be lovely. I'll bring an antihistamine. There you. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Well, thanks again, Mia, for for joining us. We'll uh, we'll finish this off, and uh, we'll all talk soon. Take it easy. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thank all you. Right. All right. Bye. Good night.